a good game. What teams are playing? I'm confused. Uh, Air Force and Fresno State. No, not that game. I'm paying no attention to your game. I'm paying attention to my game, which it turns out is Tottenham and Norwich. Norwich. <laughs> oh, Norwich. I thought you said Norwich, like porridge, but with an N. No, but that is kind of how they pronounce it, like Norwich. Oh, it's it's like Norfolk. You yeah, know? it's like Greenwich. Oh, Greenwich. Like Greenwich Village. It's actually Greenwich Village. Which is the... That's where the Prime Meridian is, isn't it? No. What? No. Yeah. In in England, isn't is no our... Greenwich Village is in New York. Oh, I was thinking Greenwich, England. Oh, um, I didn't even know there was a Greenwich, it's, New York. It's GMT is that? Yeah, Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. So that's why when you like sign up for stuff on websites, they'll say like fifteen hundred GMT, and that means like. But that Central. one's actually spelled Greenwich, and I think Greenwich. But aren't they both said Greenwich? Oh, they both are pronounced Greenwich, but both are spelled Greenwich. Yeah. So, welcome to the podcast, everybody. So, what does GMT cover? Oh. um, Oh, that's weird. Like, all of England, and then most of France, parts of Spain. Oh, but France and Spain pick their own different time. Iceland is, like, way out there, but just has decided to tag along. And then, like, a thin band of North Africa has decided to be GMT. Oh, wow. It's really nice because I feel like everything is calculated in, like, GMT plus whatever. Yes. Because what, what is standard time? GMT plus six. Well, well, you have yes. to, like, work your way forward. Yeah. Yes. We are, we are, we are plus six. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so yeah, the- like, Finland is minus two. Turkey is minus two. This is a cool chart. Yeah. I wonder if there are any countries that, like, dispute the Prime Meridian. Like, well, do they just, like, not acknowledge it and just have their own thing? You would think it would be, like, like someone who had beef with the English. So that's almost the entire world. But, like... Sun never sets, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop before I say things I'll regret. Yep. <laughs> You'd be amazed how quickly uh, talking about Greenwich Mean Time can turn into a conversation about settler colonialism. (laughs) And other things you learn from the podcast. Setcon and things I learned from just in the nick of time. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. I might keep some of that Greenwich stuff. I might not. The Greenwich stuff was funny. It was a nice little entrust. So... (laughs) Ooh, swing and a miss. Ooh, the Air Force dance team's out now. <sighs> Hold on. Hold the phone. Can you maximize that? Can, can we, like... <laughs> Come I need on. to see what the Air Force dance team looks like. Please tell me all of the moves are, like... <laughs> oh, this is... Like, actually Air Force related. Oh, is it, are they just gonna, like... Oh, is it just lifts? Oh, it's just the cheerleading squad. Oh. Okay, that is... Okay, that's impressive. Yes, it is. Yeah. Way to go. I like how the mascot's like, here, look at them. Yeah, I'm glad that we spent the military budget on that. Yes. We could have built a tank, but instead, probably the like Academy has a cheer squad. Half of that probably went into that guy's sweet USA arm sleeve. That was, that's cool. So. Oh, Creighton scored a run. Boo. But also, Kansas got scored on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's got to be better baseball on, but I don't want to watch the Red Sox lose. 
so I do. What to do? What but to there's do. there's conference tournaments on, so I can't watch the Red Sox lose now. This is March. There's no real basketball on. There is. Okay, there's no basketball on the channels that I get. One okay? possession game. Woo! <laughs> conference tournament season. So tournament season. S Z N season. Oh, season. Yep. Look, I see. Now I know what you're actually talking about. <laughs> anyway, we're going to start with Husker football. We were. So let's and we are. maybe get the Husker football. Let's get the Husker football. Uh, some news broke in the time of the year where you don't want news to break because it's normally not good news for college football in yeah. March. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.D. Spielman announced that he will not be with the team for spring football, citing just personal reasons. I believe, due to mental health, and he wants to be with his family. Obviously, you know, we, those, we, we, we wish him the best, but... For those who can't see me right now, and I do, I wish him the best. I hope everything's legit. I am adjusting my glasses skeptically <laughs> and looking at Justin skeptically. Yeah, I didn't want to lead with that, Oh, but... we're going to lead into that. Okay. We're going to lead right into... <laughs> This is weird, right? And, like, if, if it's face value, then it's face value. Mm-hmm. But nothing about college athletics is ever really face value. Especially a dude who's had the rumor mill flowing around him for a while now. On multiple fronts. Yes. I don't know. Do you... What, what do you think's going on? Well, for, for starters... Um, there have been injuries with him in the past, given given that Martinez likes to throw death balls at him, which is yes. he has to jump 10 feet off the ground and get plowed by a defensive back. Yeah. And that's the only way we get him the ball and, around and it's here. it's a screen pass, so it doesn't even go anywhere. <laughs> basically. Basically. So if he has, like, concussions and stuff and he just wants to see if this is all worth it or not, I get that. But then, Justin. Yes. Why didn't we just say... He's, like, leaving to reassess after several concussions. That's that's where I'm thinking that it's, like, maybe those mes- message boarders who said Spielman wants to play at Minnesota, maybe they've got a point. Maybe they've got a point. I mean, even, even Steve Sipple said in his column on about this on Monday, uh, he's hearing from sources he trusts that Spielman may – have played his final game as a Husker. <laughs> Probably our best player, our most consistent player. Easily. Most talented, I would say, on that offense. I'd say, I guess Wandale, but he, he still had freshman mistakes and health, issue, and like health issues. But Spielman was like the most big league ready guy at wide out. Week out, he's consistent. The mistakes aren't going to be his. He's going to be the only wide receiver who you know consistently is going to find himself open. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sucks. Yeah. Any way you slice it, this sucks. And I, there's been too much pageantry about it for me to think he comes back and everything's cool. Yeah, because this... <laughs> Him coming back seems very wishful thinking, especially after a break like this. Have have we ever seen a player sort of come back after after this after after just leaving the team during spring, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna focus on myself this spring. I I'm not available. 
I'm not going to be available to you, the team, like, without a, a specific diagnosed injury, this seems like an I want out type type of deal. So, that's what makes his return seem very, very unlikely, though not impossible, given that we're likely not going to get anything official on any front for a while here. Now, here's my other question. Yeah. This timing's weird. Mm -hmm. It's super strange. Because to me, it, it, you know, if it was a, um, if it was truly a mental health thing, then this timing would make sense. Yes. But all the other stuff makes me think there might be something more at play here. On the other hand, if you knew that you weren't happy at the end of the football playing season, why are we talking about this in March? Mm -hmm. Did you see something that you didn't like? Did you not like? I mean, he's going to be a senior this year, right? Yes. Did you hear from a different coach over this span of time? Has PJ Fleck hit you up? And then let's be honest with ourselves. These guys are, um, you know, student athletes, some of whom, and I think JD probably has in the back of his head that if he had a big senior season, he could get a sniff from a professional league. Yes. He... It's a hard sell to tell me that he's not as good or better than like the Mornay in the XFL. Yeah. He and... might even have... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Yeah. There were projections that if he were to leave, he could have been a sixth, seventh round draft pick mm -hmm. this year. Right. But maybe what he's sitting back and saying is, I stayed long enough to be able to tell if this is another rebuilding year. Mm -hmm. I decided that it was. And this is all conjecture. I have no sourcing. But to me, this timing would implicate that he sat back, considered it might be another rebuilding year, and said, listen, I can't have that for my senior year. I'm going to try and make some of them go myself in football following this. Mm -hmm. And thus, I'm going to make the jump. Now, if he were to transfer to Minnesota, could he play this year? No, he would have to sit out a year. Which is... Probably, if this is the scenario, the other half of the is that you've got to sit a year, which, you know, people forget your name. Whole thing's messy. We'll know sooner rather than later. I yes. Think. And somebody's going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. So, like, if he did desperately want to transfer to Minnesota, like, why would he not just announce his name when the portal was, like, open and flowing instead of doing this weird, mysterious float away for a year, and then possibly come back at Minnesota. Right. Still, though, we don't know, and he's always been very secretive, sort of, I guess, like, he's only talked to the media twice, apparently, in his whole career at Nebraska. Really? As far as post-game press conferences go. Interesting. So, yeah, for a guy as skilled as him in this state, that's rare. So... Make of that whatever you will, but that's something that's going to happen, and it's going to affect our wide receiver depth for next year, which to be at the beginning it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't great to begin with, but now it's super not great because we only have four scholarship receivers currently on the roster. So here's here's a question. It's yeah. A terrifying number. Here's a question. <laughs> yes. Um, some of uh Adrian's woes last year. Mm -hmm. Got chalked up to 
him. I think the story was, and it's been a minute since football season, but as I remember the story, they were trying to get him to cycle through more options before going on the run, thus complicating the offense for him. If you have less legitimate targets, is there a world in which you look at a quarterback and you say, hey, remember all that stuff we taught you about looking for last year? Don't. (laughs) Either look for the pass or take the run. And bring him back to that one option, like, one route system freshman year. Does that make sense? I I, I could see, definitely see the offense getting simplified over pure necessity like that this year. So I could see if Spielman's gone and out, the coach is saying, we're probably going to have to run a bit more. So, Adrian, if you see a running lane, go for it. it. And if you see Wandale open, chuck it to him. If not, then, you know, hit the ground. Just jet. Just jet. Pick up two or three yards. Get some yards. Because our current wide receiver, or lookout for wide receiver right now, we have Wandale at the duck R position, which is... Which the name okay. the name sounds very weird until you realize that it's basically an Oregon player who plays uh, running back and receiver intermittently and it's a wideback? A run receiver? I've always heard those described as wideback. Oh, I thought you were trying to combine receiver and a wide no. wide receiver and running back into a portmanteau. So I was What's I was a portmanteau. It's where you smash two words together to make a new word. So like ah no no I think that that's technically what is a Y back football because that's what that one guy did yeah that one guy no um <laughs> oh also described um as slot back slot back makes more sense as it's what we're saying but we call it a duck R here at Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We couldn't have even made it a Husker R. It had to stay a Duck R. A Duck R. It just sounds funnier. Nice. Stupider, but okay. <laughs> I'm Wandale. I play the Duck R. I'm the best player on the team, and I play the Duck position. I can, play Duck. I, can we at least rename it the Darkwing Duck and get some sweet Disney tie-ins? I think we should rename it the Scrooge McDuck and get the same sweet. Ooh, the Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, because Wandale's cash money. The duck tailback? Oh, I'm done. I can't podcast anymore. <laughs> I've seen the face of podcast God. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> he finished it. He just closed it out there, folks. Boom. The duck tailback. We will always refer to Wandale as our duck tailback from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Watching this football team is a lot like watching an episode of DuckTales because you watch some young people run around without much cohesion and then you watch some old people yell and that's Husker football. And that's also DuckTales. So (laughs) why does that make sense? (laughs) Oh, why do we do this to ourselves? On the cover of the Journal Star... Husker football preview. You know how they always have a theme for it? This should be DuckTales theme. We should have, we should have Frost face photoshopped on Scrooge McDuck, Adrian's Huey, Wandale's Louie, and uh, Diedrich is Dewey. And we just plaster that and just send it out across the state. I, um, I, I, 
<laughs> I think that decision's above my pay grade. But were it up to me, that would that would definitely that would be... be the call. <laughs> oh golly! <laughs> so back to our wide receiver depth for this year. Well, that was it. We got through all of it. It's Wandale. <laughs> yeah, it's Wandale, Cade Warner, who is a walk-on, not counting. So he is not one of our four scholarship wide receivers. Right. Lance Alston, who is a redshirt freshman who the coaches apparently really like. Okay. Demarion Houston and Jamie Nance, who both played on the scout team last year. And Omar Manning and Xavier Betts, two highly touted recruits who have yet to qualify academically. So. Wait. Hold. Omar Manning is like 6'4", 220. So if, I'm not asking about that UNL academic. So if, so if he can get through his junior college stuff and qualify, he's... Oh, it's a JUCO thing. Yeah. Okay. I was concerned that we were talking, these are high schoolers. Well, Xavier uh, is. So, they, here's my question. If I go to like 247, can I see how close he is? <laughs> can I like please see his like ACT score? I don't think so. I'm trying to trying to look up information about it, and all I have is like counselor saying we'll we'll have him ready. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I'm real confident. Yeah. You know what they say: trust high school guidance counselors. Those people are probably educated for the job they do and are never wrong. <laughs> and also, we have Chris Hickman, a guy who did not impress me at all last year. So. Okay. That, that's that's that wide receiver. Yeah, we, we might have to shove Jablonski out there. I'm not even kidding. Seriously? <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, but we might. Uh, Jablonski was going to be the easily of the friggin'. Oh. But I wouldn't be against it given our depth chart. I know, I know as much about his football abilities as I do about the Marion Houstons, you know? I know more. Yeah. I know that, I know that Jablonski was good enough to play at Pius. I just learned the Marion Houston's name. Exactly. That's the story, kids. That's the story. And amongst all of this, Bill Moose has said that it may still be two years before football and Husker basketball, men's basketball, are... (laughs) Passably good. What was was the... Or back? What was the phrase? I guess... um, Let me take... Because what I got from it was, like, are acceptable. I'd say, like, at a place where Husker fans can feel happy about it. Which, depending on the Husker fan, is like, a number of things. Yes. Uh, now, okay, I want to say something really quickly. Because last week and the week before, we opined the idea that there was far too much hype around this football program. And let me say, fate answered. Like, <laughs> the hype is gone. The wheels on the hype train are falling off by the minute. They no longer go round and round. Like... No, I'm not going to subscribe to the World Herald to read the full quote. What? So. Yeah. World Herald says he's not happy. Yeah. That's what Justin can garner from the tweet. And Justin doesn't care about local journalism, so he's not going to subscribe to the World Herald. Additionally, Justin could just walk downstairs and pick up his free student copy, which he gets for free as a student. But, but this is no. from yesterday's paper. I'd have to I'd have to see if they still had a yesterday's paper lying around there. I could see if it's in today's paper. What time did it come out? Oop, bum, 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 bum. 11-19. Yesterday? March 3rd. Today's March 4th? Yes. Yeah, it's in today's. Woo! 
Should I make an emergency rundown while you stall for two minutes? I don't know what I... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah! Oh god, is this happening? We're getting the full quote. This is good radio, baby! This is gonna be great. So, how are you folks? I'm currently watching Leicester City versus Birmingham. I really didn't expect to be addressing you directly today. Um, how are you? Hope you're... Hope you're doing good. You happy it's getting warmer out? Weather's nice. God, this is not quality radio entertainment. I've been left alone to um to chat with you about the weather. And it occurs to me that, like, while I believe most of our listenership is probably geographically consolidated into southeastern Nebraska, some of you might not have weather at all similar to mine. Man, it's a big world. Is it lonely out there? Out on the interwebs? Dear hypothetical listener? Are you doing okay? How you feeling? It's a big scary world out there. I have returned with the copy of the paper. Can't wait to see what you stalled about. So <laughs> We talked about the weather. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> so nice, but like, jeez. <laughs> Even though technically it's like March 5th right now since leap days are a sham, but... Leap days are a sham. Hey, pass me the other section. <laughs> oh my god. Not that complicated. <laughs> World Herald. We're... Okay. Hey, it's front page article. Here's the full well, quote. Of sports. Yes, front page of sports. Here's the full quote after the brilliant delay. (laughs) This is a process, Moose said. We're building a program. We're rebuilding a football program. Strong, stable, sustainable programs deliver winning teams every year. This is all going to come together. I'm just going to be transparent. It might be two years for football and men's basketball. Just telling it as it is. But hang on, because the wait is going to be worth it. You know... All I can, all I can think is, you know how like sometimes there are memes where somebody will say something and then the subtitles or the narration will be like, it wasn't. All I can think is like, Nebraskans will not hang on. Like that. Yeah. Like that just screams like if, if in two years we're still crappy, don't fire me because this is good. We're going along with projections here, baby. (laughs) Like if we're still crap in two years, like it really feels like like Husker rage is exponential, and it yes. it feels linear at first, and it feels like it's slowly creeping up, and then bam, <laughs> and I think we've reached the like exponent curve here, yes, where it really gets steep <laughs> after this year, the worse we get, and you need to quell it with at least making a like. <laughs> Well, what does that mean? Does that mean we don't make a bowl in the next two years? Because if you go four straight years at a program this big and you don't make a bowl game, I don't care who you are. Yeah, because yeah, cause the quote is, you know, sustainable programs deliver winning teams every year. It might take two years. So it might take two years for us to start winning every year. That's two more years where we might not have a no, winning season. No, 
do you literally translate that in your pretty little heads to <laughs> to winning season and winning team being the same thing? I, well, that's logical to me, but also not. That might be a little bit of drawing a false equivalence. Okay. You know? I think what he means is like, it's maybe two years before we're even a threat to look good in the West again. Oh, okay. So like, two... I don't know that he means. But, but, but wouldn't he have just said that two years for the West? But not... no, yeah, because no, because no, that puts the target expectation yeah. as low as he wants, or as low as he possibly can. No, is that our boys' team losing on the? Uh... Yeah. Nice. We lost. That, that must be one of the Hoybergs. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's Sam Hoybberg on the cover. Dang, they I'm were good. supposed to be good. What happened to that? Are we talking about the Huskers or Pius? Pius. Pius looked good in the games I've seen from them, but... Well, they they started like 7-0. Yeah, but now we're like 16-8. and eight. Yeah. Lost... We only really scored 38, and... Eee. Yep. That was districts, though, right? They're done. Probably. If, if I know how this works, then that's probably it. I like the idea of this becoming a podcast where we just sit and read the paper and... <laughs> We're, this is like the old man podcast for the college generation. Absolutely. We need some, like, burnt coffee and a chessboard, and we're set. Some nice hats. Yeah, some, like, newsboy caps. Oh, yes. Hmm. Looks like a real good fish fry. Ooh. Ten counts of bluffs, though. And I like a good fish fry, but there are decent ones in Lincoln. St. John's is good. Martyrs is good. Martyrs doesn't live Fish up. fry power rankings, Nick. Oh, absolutely. With with pleasure. The only two really worth going to in town are St. John's and Martyrs. Uh, I have not... I, I Didn't St. Peter's like try to have one and it was horrible? Yeah, so now we just get like Valentino's meatless pizza. Yeah. Which is... And lame. pasta. Which is like, like it's good, but it's not a fish fry. I'm going to yes. fish fry. I want some fried fish. <laughs> uh, so there's three in town then that are like consequential. Now, I think Michael's has one, but I've never been. Yeah. So there are also others I haven't been to, but of the three I've been to, Ooh. it's uh, Cathedral. Is that, is, are they at the bottom or at the they top? They're at the bottom. Ooh, ex- explain Cathedral's it's, fish fry. It's Pros and cons. Fine. Like, it's, it's adequate. There is pasta. Uh, there is garlic bread. There is fish. There are all the, like, fish fry things that you expect to be eating. Um, but it's just not... There's no pizzazz. Uh, the desserts... I don't even remember the desserts, which means they probably weren't that good. And also, I used to have to work at it, which meant it sucked. Because... Uh, because the Boy Scouts were supposed to, like, go and help and, like, fill up old people's drink. And, like, we'd just gotten done with the pancake feed anyway, and it sucked. <laughs> pancake feeds, lots of fun. Working at a pancake feed, not a lot of fun. Uh, so then, then second in our power rankings is Martyrs. Martyrs. Uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fried fish. <laughs> wow. Uh, the mac and cheese is fairly good. Um, the coleslaw is uh, okay. Um, there's, uh, pasta again. The real saving grace is the desserts. Um, also, my, uh, it's gonna go way up in the power rankings next year, because they got, like, $2 beers, 
Uh, and, hey. Uh, and they, like, give them, like, the line is really long, because obviously, like, fish fries are popular places. And it, like, snakes all the way through the school. But the thing that they've done is they've rigged it so that they've got a keg at different spots throughout the school, like, as you walk around the gym so that you can, like, buy another beer while you're going through the line. And, like, I tell you, man, American ingenuity is a hell of a thing. Uh, and they get the kegs in from, like, Kincader, so it's, like, really good beer, apparently. So next year... Watch that to be a sleeper pick to move up the rankings. But then St. John's, um, I've never, here's the thing, I've never actually been to a St. John's fish fry, but I've eaten eat the food at a St. John's fish fry. Okay. Let me tell you, um, I was at, I was at um, rehearsal my junior year. Yes. And Kyle said, uh, Kyle Kramer, friend of the pod, said, um, I am going to the St. John's Fish Fry. If you give me, I think it was like seven bucks, I will bring you back a, a like plate of food. And I'm like, okay, that seems like a way to get food, but like seven bucks for a fish fry? Like normally it's like free will donation and I would have given him like three bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh man. I see why it's seven. <laughs> like, honestly, I think it was catfish, and it was. I love catfish. Who, if you don't love catfish, gotta help you. Like, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but catfish <laughs> might be one of my favorite foods. Catfish, coleslaw, hot sauce on all of it. Whoa! There was um, uh, mac and cheese involved. There were French fries. Um, what type of fries? We're talking waffle fries, curly oh, no, fries, like ruffly like fries. The skinny fries that go with fish. You know what okay. I mean? You know, like like fish and chips fries. Okay. Um. Oh, man. Good stuff. <laughs> Number one, St. John's Fish Fry wins the power ranking. We have other things we want to talk about today, and I actually think some of them are good. Yes. So uh, we'll probably at least get through the C block, and we'll just keep continue to not get to crazy crap. Yes. <laughs> That's, but it's such a good segment to have in the back pocket. I tell you what. So let me introduce the B block by saying, I know Jack about this. Yeah. I hate these kind of off season stories. Mm -hmm. I don't like following them. Justin does an incredible job of covering them. And, um, you know, uh, I, I don't care. So, uh, I do care. I care if this affects football. I don't really care about watching millionaires squabble. Yes. Like, like, this is why people get, and here's my little, like, soapbox moment about the CBA before we get into it. Mm -hmm. The reason I can't stand this story is because this is why people get mad at unions and labor relations. Is because their only reference point, if they're not in one, is, ah, uh, these people? Like, millionaires squabbling over the, like, slim margins of money that they want to make. And, like, I think that's bad. I think that both the owners and the players are very often acting in bad faith. And uh, that's why I don't feel bad when somebody gets screwed at the end of the day, because I think everybody's being bad to each other. So, the NFL CBA, there's... Thank you for the soapbox moment, Nick. You're welcome. Normally, I don't care about parts of discussions like this during the season. Like, if you try to talk to me about NBA TV ratings during this exciting of a basketball season, I will smack you to Kentucky, okay? I actually think that's correct. No. It's more interesting than this, for sure. Okay, <laughs> that's your opinion. But this this has 
a more bigger picture appeal than like people don't like watching James Harden. Well, I do. I like watching the games. Talk about how if Harden can win the West this year, not why people don't like watching him. Talk about the games that are being played, not the people watching the All games. All right, let's take about 20% off and head back to the topic. Back to the topic now. This actually might have a greater effect since this CBA for the NFL would add another game to the NFL season and another playoff game by way of a, a third wildcard team from each conference. So both another regular season game and another wildcard game. And technically two wildcard games. Okay. One from each conference. So, yeah, But another week of football, which is technically what? Like how many games? 16? 17. 17. We'll, be, we'll make it 17. And then another wild card round, which makes it two. Yes. So, as what this has been talked about for forever and it keeps on getting shut down, and this is the closest it's got getting to being an actual thing. And as people are saying, week 17 game is awful, awful for the players. Football is already awful on its players. So, just adding a week 17 game would add one more week of injuries, one more week of for these guys to get worn out even more and just yeah generally dilute the product of the game a bit i I think so because as what mark cuban a guy you know lots of things to be said about that man (laughs) lots of things so many so many we won't say them we won't say them but he is very successful in business and oh get no he's Moderately. Moderately successful in business and one of those people who has managed to fail up his entire life. But he has said that... (laughs) There is a person he has said. There is a person he has said. He is on Shark Tank and that is my point of reference for him. God, he must be a business expert. Yes. (laughs) Okay, what did Cuban say? This is... He says, hogs get fat and they start to get slaughtered. This is the... The NFL does this. This is just the start of them getting greedier and greedier. They have a good product right now. This is just going to dilute it and be the start of their no. downfall. How? That is the most garbage frigging thing. The most like attention-seeking, here's a hot quote, BS in the world. What? The NFL is going to fail if they add another game and another what? No, no. The NFL is not going to fail. The NFL is going to make more money, but less people are going to like it. So then they might lose a little bit of viewership, but they can handle that. They've proven that, like, they don't, like, I honestly don't think the NFL thinks the money is in the ratings anymore. Like, think about the money they make off of merch. And now, think of how there are more teams that they get to sell a shirt that says, Playoffs. Whatever year, <laughs> right? Like okay. they're gonna make money in kind of sneaky ways on this, and and the last game is straightforward. That means they can charge all of their television providers more money because they're showing more games. They can they can you know get more money out of the commercials. They can get more money out of the tickets. They can get more money out of the owners for saying, okay, well now you know if you've got more product, you're gonna make more money. Even if that dilutes the product a little bit. This is why McDonald's does better than that local burger joint you like. Right? And at a certain point, we're going to get to the point where we're really complaining about the quality of football. 
consistently mm-hmm. year in year out. But I can tell you what's going to happen here. If they add the next, if they add the other game at the end of the season, then for that game, commentators are going to bicker about it. People on ESPN are going to go back and forth about it. But the average fan is hardly going to perceive it because I don't really think it's going to be that much different. Then for the extra playoff game, the fan bases who get in are going to get to say, finally, it's our year. We get a chance. We've been one of those bubble teams for a long time. I saw something like the Steelers would have made it like six more years. Yeah, they would have made it last year. Yeah, those fan bases are going to be hype. Super hype. And everybody else gets to complain, which frankly we all like to do. (laughs) We all get to complain about how these teams weren't good enough to be in and we shouldn't have let them in. Right? So the end of the day, I really don't think it changes that much except for the players. Now, you give me the argument that another game might beat them up a little bit more. Okay, that's cool. But then you got to consider that they're all playing their hardest to get to play more games. And people survive the playoffs every single year. People go all the way through the Super Bowl. People go to the Pro Bowl. And then what do they do? They go and practice afterwards. I have two thoughts here. One, and I know that this can be a problematic argument when you're talking specifically about concussions. But in every other way, I think you signed up for this. I really do. You decided to play one of the world's hardest hitting contact sports at the highest level known to man. You might have some aches and pains. Buy some Advil. Buy some opiates. Do what you need to get through it. They signed up for 16 and not 17. Then quit. If you see a significant number of players quit over this, then I'll believe. What's the brink here? You're telling me that there's going to be a noticeable difference with one more weekend in either A, the quality of play because more teams are resting players, or B, the like number of players who are willing to subject themselves to 17 weeks of this instead of 16. I see why the players are giving this pushback. Uh, frankly, I think a lot of them... Uh, some of the high-profile ones who are voting no are voting no to look like good guys. And then maybe they get a con- concession or two. Um, and then they decide to vote for it in the end and are a little bit quieter when that happens. Um, but I don't know. What do you make of this? I I have always been against Week 17 from when it first started getting up. I'm, I'll, I subscribe to the idea of, like, don't mess with a good thing. 16 weeks is working. Six playoff teams, it's working. It's worked my whole life. I, I don't see why you go to 17 and you go to, like, eight playoff. I don't get it. It's a it. pretty brazen money grab. It is. It's just such a... But that's what I expect out of a corporation. It is, but, like, could they just not? Like, well, But you got to think about, like... They're making so much already. Uh, profit margins in businesses are slimmer than you think. And while I bet that some owners are making, like, you know, Jerry Jones still on the Cowboys? Yes. Yeah, owns and GMs them, baby. Yeah, I bet he's still making bank, right? But to the owner of the Browns, this 17th week might actually matter. You know, to, to owners of smaller teams. And then if you want to talk about, like, why do teams leave? Why do teams move? Well, why do why do they like you know, go start up in different places? What's the word I'm thinking of? Relocate. Yes. Why do teams relocate? 
they relocate because the owners aren't making the profit margins that they want. You know, there's an argument to be made that we'd still have football in St. Louis if they'd added a 17th week. We do have football in St. Louis. Okay, we'd have Kaka is the law, baby. Battlehawks football, leaders of the East. But yeah, you don't see that. I I thought the Rams were a foregone conclusion to L.A. for a couple of years now. So I, I thought there was no way to prevent that, even with a 17th Okay, week. then maybe this prevents the next one. The next one. I, I honestly don't see another team relocating. I think all of the dominoes yeah, have fallen currently. Yeah, but a few years ago, I don't think that we saw the, uh, yep, the Rams relocating. All, all of those teams were rumored. The L, L.A. media market, biggest biggest market out there, Rams... Chargers, Raiders, all rumored to go in L.A. for Not years mention, now. What if they don't do that well? L.A. has this habit of picking one big team and kind of letting the other one just sit Yeah, there. the Chargers are absolute crap. If, if the Spanoses didn't burn every single bridge they had with San Diego, they'd be packing their bags back to San Diego at the moment, you know? The Chargers have no fans there. They played in an MLS stadium that had 30,000, and they still couldn't get a majority of fans to pack that thing. You mean they couldn't get it to 15? 15,000 Chargers fans there. Oh. Like, watch watch Chargers-Steelers highlights from this past season and tell me which which team has the home field advantage yeah, there. Yeah, but that's the thing about LA. You can, like, basically, because there's so many people in Los Angeles, basically have a team in that league, and then when people want to go see the Steelers play mm-hmm. and they live in Los Angeles, then you can fill a small stadium and still make a profit margin. Look at what the Clippers did for years. It was a team for good teams to play against. So if you were a Knicks fan and you lived in L.A., when the Knicks played the Clippers, you went to watch the Clippers. Yeah. I think that that still probably works. I realize I started on the other side of the argument, but then I like considered that, and I think that that's probably mm-hmm. the smarter side. All right. We, we're, we're running low on time. I could say more about this, but I have a block I want to get to. It's March Madness. Unless you want to winter testing something real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, F1 winter testing. It's a thing. It happened. There was a lot of crazy stuff. That went down. Let me tell you about it. Starting off with the top highlight. If you're listening Whoa, to this... Whoa, sh- this falcon is dancing. I'm so glad you pay so much attention to my... To my okay, continue. <laughs> I'm kidding with you. Uh, starting off at the top with a significant off-track development. A lot of these are off-track developments, but... Drive to Survive, Season 2. It's out. You should watch it. It's a really good way to get into Formula 1. I think more people should give it a try. If you haven't seen Season 1, watch it. Season 2, I thought was even better. Uh, there's been a mixed response from the uh, like F1 community, um, but a lot of people who said they didn't like Season 2 didn't like Season 1 in the first place. It's a stylistic thing. You have to decide if it's a thing for you. Um, then, um, Ferrari was in a fair amount of trouble last year. Because suddenly in the middle of the season, they got really good, and then um, they weren't. Uh, And everyone was a little bit confused at why they'd gotten good, and then why they didn't. It turned out that they were in some trouble with the FIA. Oh. Yes. What's what's that stand for? Uh, It's the governing body of motorsport. It's French words I can't pronounce, I think. Baguette. Croissant Association. (laughs) Federation Internationale de l'Automobile. Ah! Yeah. Federal Automobile Association. Yes. International Federation of Automobiles. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. It's going to be a good time. Uh, it wasn't, though. Because 
they kind of probably cheated, but here's the thing. Ferrari and the FIA are best buds because they've been doing this since, you know, forever. Uh, and Ferrari have been good since forever. And also, like, Ross Braun, who runs the FIA now, or the Formula One division of it, uh, you know, used to work for Ferrari. So, uh... How were they cheating? Well, it's a good question. Nobody quite knows that either. We think that what they were doing was taking excess motor oil and burning that through the engine, which then wouldn't be, like, technically legal fuel. Oh. Uh, it's kind of confusing, and frankly, some of the technical stuff goes way over my head, because I don't know what's under the hood of my Ford Taurus, let alone one of these things. Um, but then, anyway, all the other teams just filed a statement today saying they're shocked, shocked, uh, that Ferrari would ever possibly <laughs> cheat, uh... And so then the three teams that have Ferrari power units, which are Ferrari, Haas, which is the American team, Haas, and um, Alfa Romeo, they're in some hot water. Moving on, coronavirus. It's not great. Wash your hands. But um, what it means in an F1 context is some of the races that were scheduled to happen in Asia uh, are... In jeopardy? ...possibly canceled, um, which means that there are going to have to be things that replace them so like we talked last time about how they might put one uh in uh san marino who knows yeah we still don't have good answers on that but i wanted to let people know that if you're interested in watching this f1 season coronavirus is probably going to cancel at least one race which could backload the season with a lot of races which could be really interesting which means people would have less time to test and also less time to like transport equipment halfway across the world Meaning that some teams could, like, I don't know, leave a car somewhere. Uh, you know, you don't think about that kind of stuff, but, like, the logistics in this sport matter. So, that could be a thing that happens. Finally, uh, Mercedes looked really good. Did we talk about their new system? No. So, Mercedes have made a technical update that's really interesting. It has to do with the way that the tires point um, and, like, the toe angle. Up. We're talking tire angles now. Let's get it. Talking tire angles. This is a little bit technical, but really not, not that hard to think about. <laughs> so, if you put tires, you know, totally straight, yes. straight on, that's how they would normally go. Mm -hmm. Then they turn at, like, a baseline radius. We'll call that, like, the control group, right? Yes. Now, if you splay tires out just a little bit and have a poking out at like not a high uh, i think it's like six degrees or something crazy small like that it might mm -hmm. even be like two or three if you've got them pointed outward then you're much slower on the straights because it's harder to control um where the car is going when you're going in a straight line but it is faster when you are going around a turn oh. because that inside rubber yeah. and the outside rubber are both more moving with the in. curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about momentum. It's really not that complicated, but it seems like it. There's a great guy on YouTube called Chain Bear F1 who's got a good explainer on this that you should check out if you're not following. But then on the straights, what you want is to have the toe a little bit in uh, so that the car's momentum pushes it like propels it forward yes. but also just like keeps it from going keep more importantly keeps the momentum from going out so that it's easier to steer down the straights so what mercedes has done is they have their toe a little bit out for the corners and, and a little bit in on the straights they literally yank back the steering wheel <laughs> it looks like inspector gadget and you can see the toe angle come in 
Whoa. Yeah, it's some futuristic stuff. You should look up the highlights of it. Wow. It's pretty cool. I think it's neat. March Madness. March Madness. So, the my favorite two weeks of March started yesterday. It is meaning meaningless conference tournament basketball. I, throughout this whole entire podcast, have been streaming the first round of the Mountain West Conference Tournament between Fresno State and Air Force. Air Force is on a pretty good run right now. They're up 58 to 50 right now, 748 left. So watch this stuff, man. It is entertaining. Le- just yesterday, we had four one-possession games. The Big South first round was fun. The Patriot League first round was amazingly fun we had a 3-1 holy cross team give a 19-1 bucknell all they could handle and just barely lose at the end holy cross lost not bucknell so yeah get invested in these teams you don't have to know anything about them but that's what i do and i pick up new in march madness and i lose all the time but it's just so fun tonight on wednesday this is a very loaded tv night okay we got the masked singer on at eight which is a show i watched because of course i do and it's a very just and some Around the same time, Nick Walenda is going to walk a tightrope over an active volcano on ABC. So, yeah, Volcano Live with Nick Walenda. Check that out, too. It's a two-hour event, and he's only going to be walking the wire for like 30 of it. I don't know when he steps on, but definitely watch that because it's going to be crazy. Wait, he's going to walk across a wire for 30 straight minutes? Dude, it's a big volcano. He's got to get from one side to the other. It can't be that far. Well, he's got to walk slowly. It can't be you a can't... mile. You can't speed run a volcano, Tyro. I'm not asking him to speed run a volcano, but if we can keep a decently brisk place, some of us have places to be. <laughs> I'm just saying, he did the Grand Canyon and it took him about 30 minutes. So, Oh, this volcano's got to be way smaller than the Grand Canyon, though, right? Grand yeah. Canyon's massive. Grand Canyon's like half mile across. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, what volcano is it? Well, let's look this up. Ooh. Never mind. I gotta go. He Have has to go. Day. Watch your watch your watch uh, watch the conference tournaments. The Northeast Conference tournament is tonight. There's no way I'm gonna get this up by the time where this is still topically relevant. No. But but they're all free to watch on North on NECFirstRow.com. Watch useless basketball. Goodbye, Nick. Watch it. It's just so fun because, like, these teams, if they lose, Nick's not here anymore, but I am in the zone. I am fired up about useless conference basketball right now. I'm not saying the teams are useless because these games are literally their season. Fresno State Air Force, whoever loses this game, that's it. Their season's done. They got no chance of winning anything in the NCAA tournament. Maybe an NIT if they're lucky, but, like, the Mountain West, that's a fringe, like, group of five power five conference when it comes to basketball you know they're not a power five conference but they could get two teams in this year from nevada and san diego state so maybe the nit is not out of the question for one of these teams if they have a good strong performance but this is the eight nine game whoever loses this game their season's over their season's over and when you get down to the one bid leagues like the patriot league and the horizon league any team that loses is out of it just straight out of it. So these guys are playing for their seasons. It's a lot of really fun basketball. No one's ever really out of it. Like I said, four one-possession games yesterday. These games have a tendency to be super close, super late. So find yourself some good streams. Subscribe to ESPN Plus so you can watch as much of this as possible. And, like, watch this basketball because March doesn't start on Selection Sunday. It starts right now, midday, Wednesday, watching Air Force Fresno State. Pardon it.